Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Doctor Who edition. I'm your host, Jasmine, and today we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hi, Jasmine. And we're going to be talking about Doctor Who season 10, and a little teeny bit of 11 that we know of as of recording this. So, let's jump right in and start with Bill. Were you excited when you saw Bill? Yes. I didn't know right away um, that she was supposed to be uh, she was supposed to be gay, but I was thrilled when I found out. I heard I heard a rumor that they had it, but I was so behind on Doctor Who that by the time I watched this episode, by the time I watched the season, I had completely forgotten that, and it was exciting to find out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because you I didn't know she was supposed like you whispered that she was gay. <laughs> I wasn't. How do I? How do I politely say it? What's the term now? Do I to call her a lesbian or do I say she's gay? How do I say it? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was cute. It was nice. It was funny. Um, Is that but, a spoiler too? Now at this point, or I, I mean, if you haven't seen season ten, it, it's titled. I don't think it's really a spoiler. But. I mean, and she's pretty open about it and very upfront, which is what I liked about. Oh uh, yeah, she has Bill. the she has a line to her aunt. Was it her aunt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where she says like her aunt says something about guys taking advantage. She's like, I'm not usually looking at guys or something like that. <laughs> it was cute. Like, and she like even when the doctor was like, yeah, don't go fall in love with me or something, and she's like, yeah, don't worry, that won't happen. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed Bill. Yeah, I did too. Like, even if you take her sexuality out of it, she's a as great a, character. Exactly. Like, of course, it was like, oh, she's the first lesbian, blah blah blah. So, which gave people a hint that maybe they'll go to the doctor who is a female next time, and that's why she'll be in love with her. <sighs> what were your thoughts when you first saw Bill? Um trying to remember my first thoughts uh i really liked her initially uh I, oh yes 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 i remember the the first episode um i liked that she was showing up to his class and she wasn't a student i actually i felt like that was a really key point to her character and especially something that endeared her to the doctor right away and i liked how that transition happened Mm-hmm. and like i appreciated her thirst for knowledge I th- and I ultimately, that's what got her killed, but <laughs> I, I appreciated it. I did too, because normally you get the characters that have a thirst for knowledge and they're like the librarian types, you know them. And uh, they don't have a lot of adventure. They don't have like an adventurous nature to them, but she really did. And I liked mm-hmm. seeing that that kind of bookish, thirsty, or hungry for knowledge, thirsty for just she wants to learn about everything and that didn't that wasn't like i'm gonna go read about it that was no i'm gonna go experience it and learn that was i really like seeing that different sort of learning style come up and this season i think the first episode actually we meet heather with the two different color eyes and like bill really liked heather heather was cute I actually, the first, I mean, I, I felt like there was something off about her right away, but <laughs> I didn't want there to be something off about her. I was, I was on this ship right away, like 
200%. I was captaining this. I was thrilled. I didn't mind it. It was like, okay. I mean, she looked very basic, if we're being honest. Yeah, other than the eye thing. And even then, it's kind of like a weird little... It's oddly basic for being so out there, but still. (laughs) But I appreciated Heather. And ultimately, Heather became the pilot in the first episode. Did you enjoy the first episode? Let's start there. Yeah, I think so. Um, I thought. The... Do you want me to remind you about the first episode? No, no, no. I actually remember okay. that one. The the sentient oil and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, I think that's what I liked the most out of it. Um, I didn't like that. I think one of the things, or the reason I had an issue with it was that you know, Bill right away is like, "Oh, this girl's cute. I wanna I wanna hang out with her and impress her," which was adorable. But then immediately, this girl is taken in by the weird alien force. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the first episode. I think it was it would have been an interesting build up because this would have been a very successful relationship. Because Bill was kind, she treated people nicely. It would have been a good relationship. We can have healthy relationships in Doctor Who. <laughs> um, as you mentioned, the sentient oil was basically an alien that needed a pilot, and it was a ship that was like, hey. I need a pilot, so I'm going to find one. In an oversimplification of it. Did you like the aspect of a sentient oil? Because I don't think this was necessarily a villain. It was much like a lost child who was trying to find someone help it, to help it get home. Um, I think so. I, I liked it. In a way, I thought it was a little strange, um, but I really liked the way it was implemented. Uh, mm. That kind of idea that it was out looking for something just to just to take it home. It need it was missing a piece of itself, and it found what it needed in in uh, Heather. Heather. I remember her name? Thank you. Um, <laughs> the great love story. The great love story. It's still better than Twilight. Uh, <laughs> is that meme dead yet? Uh. <laughs> I control over that. Um, the, I, I liked the way it was implemented, especially with like the reflection it, that was not a reflection. It was just a mimic. That was cool. Um, and I liked how it, it sort of, look, searching for the words here in my, my tired brain. Um, it, it went after what like its target wanted, and I hate to say target, but when it chose Heather, it did stay true to like what she wanted in various ways, which I thought was interesting for this sort of creature in Doctor Who. I agree. Um, I was excited about it because it wasn't necessarily malicious, which we get a lot of maliciousness in Doctor Who. But now it was just, like I said, it was it reminded me of a lost child. And that's why I enjoyed it so much. Um, the next thing that we need to talk about is... The Husbands of River Song. Simply because Nardole first appeared there. Did you catch that? I did. Um, especially since I'd already watched this season. And seeing him show up there, I was like, oh, that's where he comes from. However, <laughs> I'm still not clear how he joins the Doctor. Did I miss something between there and... No. Okay. Well, basically, he, he it was a line where he said, your wife sent me. 
Oh, well. Alright, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm call out Moffat on that crap then. <laughs> That's another shot, guys. <laughs> I didn't start too early this time. <laughs> Eight minutes in. It's <laughs> What's my record? Um, Three? <laughs> did you enjoy The Husbands of River Song? I did. I didn't expect to, but I actually really did. Um, I just, I like River a lot, and I really liked seeing what she thought of the doctor when she didn't know he was there. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, like I said in the previous episode, I really loved, I could not say enough good things about, especially her speech about the doctor. And they were like, yeah, you're in love with the doctor. Of course I'm in love with the doctor. That doesn't mean he's in love with me. <laughs> Oh, his face there was so sweet and how he kept wanting to interject and finally he just kind of I liked how he kept trying to interject and be like, you know, I'm I'm right here. I'm right here. He kept trying to tell her through that and then finally he just sort of stopped and listened to the way she talked about him and the way she thought he felt about her. It was really sweet and it did show that he does truly care about her. Mm-hmm. And did you enjoy their last night together? Yes, it was very cute. <laughs> the night that lasts, what, 24 years? Yep. Yeah, that was very sweet. <laughs> she aged well for like <laughs> two hundred, right? Uh, she aged better like, than he did. She did definitely. <laughs> um, and Nardo, did you like this character? I liked him in the season, not so much in the in the Christmas special there. Um, well, you really didn't get a lot of him in the Christmas special. Yeah, I think that's why. Um, I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot of discussion about what he was and how he wasn't human, but there was no, like, he, they said something about in one of the episodes, it was something about him having human lungs, but he wasn't technically human and kind of wanted to know just what the hell he was because it sounds like he was just some sort of patchwork doll cobbled together. <laughs> Like and when I first watched this, I thought that was the um the little the little other guy. What was his name? Who was with the lizard lady? Oh yeah, uh, Strax. Yes, I thought that when I first watched it, before I had watched the Husbands of River Song, I thought he was Strax. Oh, I like Strax. Right. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I felt some. I thought he was related to Strax when he sh first showed up, but then I was like, no, this is too kind and <laughs> knowledgeable of humans hmm. so throughout the season we are confronted with a mysterious vault we don't know what's in the vault we don't know about the vault until one day we just hear piano playing in the vault so we know something's alive in the vault probably humanoid so what did you think was in the vault I had no idea. And for the most part, I was like, I'm not going to get sucked into this. I'm not falling for your shit, Moffat. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I know you want me to, but I'm not going to this time. Uh, Well, I was completely sucked in. I wanted to know what was in the vault. I was like, is it, is, did he figure out a way to bring back River and that's her? What is happening? So... I was like, okay, I'll just watch and unravel this mystery piece by piece. And I loved it. 
<sighs> Anything else that you want to say about the vault, Adelaide? Do we want to reveal what was in it, or? Yeah, I'm about to. It's in a few more points. Okay. Never mind. Continue. So, as we go throughout the season, we meet the monks, who are basically like punishing people for, for like crimes or whatever. And the doctor comes and is like, um, no, you can't do this. The only person who could kill a time lord is a time lord. Blah, 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 blah. Which is a stupid rule, because people are constantly trying to kill him. I know, right? How many times has he died? How many times has he cheated death, but technically died, and then was written out of it via loophole? Mm Mm-hmm. So then we find out that inside of the vault is Missy. And basically Missy has said, you know what? I guess I'm your hostage now. You finally got what you wanted, doctor. Were you surprised that Missy was in the vault? I want to say yes. In a way, I was surprised it was Missy. But on the other hand, it's like Missy keeps showing up in convenient ways and that was a convenient way so i'm not surprised missy was there i'm surprised missy was the thing in the vault Mm. so let's move along to the daleks which have come back again along with cybermen this season (laughs) and for the greatest hits the weeping angels reappear (laughs) <laughs> were you excited at the reappearance of our three favorite villains can't we let them die now please even the <laughs> angels like i'm the one that really likes the angels i like them i love them they're a cool species enough is enough guys make up <laughs> new things bring back the silence if you want they were cool eh. <laughs> I mean, like, if you have to um, keep bringing back villains, then um, branch and, out. I don't know. They did technically branch out with a few villains, like the Wood Girl House. What yeah, was, was she? Cool. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but that was a pretty cool villain. <laughs> um, but I I agree. Like, they are often overused and like every season I feel like we've talked about one or two or all three of these villains I'm willing to let the the dialects slide a little bit because they've been throughout the entire history of Doctor Who they're in classic Who Uh, Cybermen I get really really bored with really fast and it's like even to the point of the big climactic episodes at the end of the season like this one with the Cybermen I had to go back and look at look at again and like skip through scenes and be like what happened in this one again oh yeah cyberman happened no wonder i don't remember (laughs) uh i mean i like i said i agree they're like overdone to the extreme but at the same time they're kind of like the favorite villains and i i think it's rose symptoms like we see them so often they become a favorite like now they have their own like I wouldn't be surprised if we got a spinoff for each of them, if we're being honest. Please, no. No, just no. <laughs> not the, at least not the Cybermen. I will tolerate dialects, but 
Cybermen, it's like, can you at least redesign them every whenever you bring them back? Can you give them a different appearance? I understand that at some point, every sentient culture creates Cybermen. If that's the loophole you want to write into so you can keep bringing these stupid things back, fine. But redesign them each time. Mm. <laughs> so then, uh, wow, it's a lot of stuff that I did not include in this season. All right, so we're going to jump around. <laughs> Because I want to talk about a few episodes that I really liked in this season. So one of them was Extremists. And in that episode, the doctor goes to the Vatican. And there's portals to different locations all over the world. And his sight is lost. And he gets ambushed. And it's projections. And it's this whole... I really enjoyed this. I agree. I actually really liked the whole uh, lost sight aspect that he had. Uh, both the metaphor and the actual literal application of that and how it continued. I really enjoyed that. Probably more than necessary, but that was a great point to have and that continued throughout a couple episodes there. Mm -hmm. And how the monks wanted to take over the world. (laughs) But they didn't want to actually, by force, they wanted them to give the world to the people. The people to give the world to the monks. I appreciated this type of villain. I did too. It was very, um, very Kilgravey of it, actually. Mm-hmm. I really liked it because it was the whole loving consent thing, but it was still, it was still a forced consent, so therefore it was not consent. Mm-hmm. And that was a really, really good point to con- to just run right through with these new overlords taking over. It was great. And I appreciated how. Uh... The only thing that could make Bill give consent was the doctor and the fact that he would never be able to see again. And he was basically like, yeah, I'll, it'll be fine. Maybe a few incarnations and I'll be back to normal. Whatever. Who cares? Like downplaying it. And Bill's like, no, the world needs you, doctor. Uh, okay. So I'm of two minds about this because I think it would have been interesting to see the doctor if he was blind and trying to save the day. But <laughs> I don't know how that would play out in many of the precarious situations he goes in. Yeah, I agree. I actually really wanted to see it last longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I did worry that it would have kind of a, a a daredevil effect to it, though, if it kept up. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, of course, the doctor reverses everything and regains his sight and Bill uh Bill does something what does Bill do? Um, uh, Bill restores his sight by giving giving her, up the world but then yeah, he say, the he breaks the oh that was it was it was a link it was a perpetual link oh yeah because yeah, yeah. the, the monks had made people think that they had been there for um centuries or whatever and it was only like a week or two or something yeah it was only like a month at most or two months, mm-hmm. I don't remember. And then the uh, monks leave, and no one remembers what happened. Convenient. <laughs> and Missy expresses that she's upset that she murdered people, and she wants to change her life, and the doctor's like, I don't believe you. But he decides to take her on adventures with them. Were you surprised by this turn of events? A little, yeah. But I still like Missy coming around, so it's fine. 
as plot holy as I can get. It's still fun. I like her. I agree because I was like, there's no way that you would take Missy. Even, like, if you don't believe in her salvation, like, why would you take her out into the world? That's like unleashing a tiger on a flock of chickens. Oh, poor chickens. <laughs> it's yeah. just, yeah. Um, as we go through the season, we learn more about Missy, and we get to the death of Missy, which I think that was the most fitting in for Missy. I think so, like, too. It was really, <laughs> it was, I can't find another word other than fitting, but it was perfect for her, and you'd think she would have remembered that. Nope. No. Reincarnation. Like their memories like it's just like the um episode with the doctor where he met himself and didn't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> and no one ever remembers. So it's yeah. it is canon. <laughs> it's annoying canon, but it's canon. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed Missy. Like Missy was like, Yeah, I I've learned, I've grown, I'm gonna help the doctor. And the master was like, no! (laughs) You don't win. He doesn't get to win! (laughs) The level of seething hatred that you have to have for someone to kill yourself. I know, right? That is just, that is immense. And that's not the first time the master's done that. He no, and not just kill yourself. Time. Stop any reincarnation from happening. Because he didn't. Yeah, that's just the master just totally lost it there. The um, the the very first or his very first death that we see is essentially the same thing. He's like, no, I refuse. I will not regenerate and be with you for eternity. And then that I liked that that sort of came full circle when he was like, no, I will not allow this to happen to my future self. You cannot regenerate anymore. I'm done. Stop. <laughs> How dare you join his team? <laughs> uh, um, oh, and then we have the Dr. Falls. Okay, so this episode is the return of the Cybermen and how they actually return. We mentioned them, but we didn't go into detail. So in the Doctor Falls, Bill gets stuck into a... They're in a spaceship. Bill gets pulled to the bottom of the ship. The Doctor's at the top. And it takes them half of the episode to realize what's happening. And ultimately, Bill gets turned into a Cyberman. And everyone is sad and then Bill fights the Cyberman Link because now everyone's just fighting Cyberman Link you don't have to be (sighs) I digress Bill Bill basically sacrifices herself and everybody is safe and they realize they're on a ship like that's a bad oversimplification but this was actually a bad episode. Like it was a good episode in some aspects, but the the how they played it out was bad to me. What are your thoughts, Adelaide? I mean, 
I was already tainted by the Cyberman thing. So, <laughs> yes, I agree. I actually really hated the um, the modified time aspect that was going on, where you had the the front of the, the ship bottom, closest yeah. to the ba- black hole was moving, moving much slower. Faster. And then... No, it was moving faster. The other way around? Okay. then mm-hmm. Whichever side was closest to the black hole was moving much faster, and then the one... The other one was moving much slower, and the doctor trapped there. And like, how many years passed? Was it like twelve? A thousand. Or it was like a thousand years. Oh goodness, that's just insane. And they had, um, I mean, between um, Bill getting taken and the doctor. Oh yeah, it was him. it was um, about fifteen or twenty. Okay, wow, twenty years. She aged really well in those twenty years. Um, which it was just like that whole point really bothered me. Like, great, you guys are standing around talking in a room. She's gone. She's now like forty. Can you get moving? <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and as Bill dies or whatever, she's like badly wounded or something, fighting off the Cybermen. Heather reappears and basically takes Bill's hand. This is like a very awkward first date, cause. <laughs> I've been on some interesting first dates, but I've never been on one where I would spend the rest of my life with you knowing that it would kill me. That's quite the first date. That's that's not a first date. That's a, (laughs) I want to say a, I want to say a marriage, but also not quite. So (laughs) that's Romeo and Juliet. That's what it is. It really (laughs) is actually. That's a really good summary. It's a really good summary of that. But Bill and Heather go off together, and the doctor thinks that Bill dies. Um, and the doctor is completely injured, blah, 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 blah. Then Bill comes back and is like, yeah, I'm basically with Heather, and we're going to be together forever. And the doctor is injured, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to regenerate. I will not regenerate. This is the end of my life, blah, 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 blah. And that's where we find the first doctor. Were you surprised by this turn of events? Um, the the first doctor showing up. Yes, I was surprised by that. The um, his resistance to regenerating, I was actually not surprised about. Early on, they have Bill saying something like, "If you can't live as yourself, why live at all?" or something like that. And I felt like, oh, this is hinting at him not wanting to regenerate and I don't know maybe I'm reading a little in a little too much into it but I feel like they knew they were going to have him regenerate into a woman and he reacted by saying no I will I would rather die than do that and I got a little annoyed I'm gonna gonna look at you Moffat uh um I thought this was an interesting turn of events I didn't catch any of that if it was there um let me know if you guys did I did not I was just like, oh, he's really being stubborn and stupid. He would rather die than move on. And the first doctor basically said the same thing. And the first doctor was like, well, how is that possible if I'm you? Like, And my first thought was, the second you see your future self, you already know you regenerated. So what are you doing here still, sir? Was I the only one thinking that? No, every time... (laughs) I'm jumping ahead to the day of the doctor thing, but like every time one of them shows up, it's like you see it, you see your past self, and you're like, 
you know, if I if my future self showed up right now and said, hey, you turn into this, I'd be like, you know what? Considering you're from the future, I'm going to assume you know more than I do. <laughs> but they're, like, they're constantly resisting, and it's just really weird to me. Um, But basically, Bill, the first doctor, and the 12th doctor? Yes, 12th doctor. They're all like, yeah, um, we learned a light. It was basically a Christmas lesson, except without Santa Claus. It, it was fine, I guess. But it was nothing really to write home about. They figure out that Bill is an avatar and she's not really Bill. She's basically just an archive of the memories. And the captain is basically a British commander in World War One, And he's like, yeah, um, why am I here again? So, after everything that happens, the TARDIS has multiple failures, and the 13th Doctor's like, you know what? Fine. Fine. I will regenerate. And he left some advice for his next um, incarnation and basically died. <laughs> so, how did you like that episode, Adelaide? Um, it wasn't bad. I actually... I liked, I kind of liked his regeneration, even if some of the advice was really weird. What is his thing about pears? Um, I don't know. It wasn't, I didn't care much for having Bill back in there. I like Bill, but I don't like it when they're like, oh, she's just an avatar. She's not really real. It's like, yeah, but how's, what's half of your life like, man? Come on. Move on from that. Well, then that becomes the question of what is real. And what does it mean to be real? Which I... It kind of gets into the Zygon point at one point, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. But, anyway, moving right along to... um, It was a few episodes that we missed before we move on to what we know about season 11. So, we want to talk about the episodes when the doctors meet. And the first one is the Day of the Doctor. So, do you remember what happened in the Day of the Doctor, Ashley? Yes, I'm good, but you should probably summarize it anyway. <laughs> I mean, listeners should probably hear it, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the Day of the Doctor, the... Which doctors was it? I think it was Tennant and Matt Smith. Um, Primarily 10 and 11. Yeah, 10 and 11. 10 and Matt Smith. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny that you say Matt Smith as a whole, but you never say David Tenner. <laughs> uh, at least I don't. But anyway, um, those two doctors meet, and it's the last day of the Time War where we also meet the War Doctor. And we find out that he chose to kill both the Daleks and his own race to end this destructive conflict. And it's actually paralleling now over London. So yet again, just London is affected. (laughs) And that they would rather destroy London than allow an alien invasion. So were you excited about this? Um... Is it weird to say I was excited about an alien invasion destroying London? Uh, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I 
I actually, one of the things I really liked was how they introduced it with the painting and the Time Lord painting and Time Lord mm -hmm. art. Um, I haven't been that thrilled with a lot of Time Lord culture. Like, great, it's bigger on the inside. Cool. That's awesome. But I think I agree. the painting That was, painting was, it was Gallifrey Falls. And that was so cool. What was, what was the other half of it? Um, No More. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was so cool to see that that aspect i i'm i'm a big sucker for world building and when you throw in a create a um an alien culture's art i am all over that and that was awesome for me and like that's that saved the entire episode because the rest of it wasn't that great but that saved it for me and potentially the fact that we met a future doctor the last doctor which I thought was so interesting. <laughs> and as far as the companions go, we got to see Clara and yet again the herpes of this this whole series. <sighs> Rose. Rose. Nope. Yes, Rose. Were you excited at late? I spent the entire episode going, why is she shaped like Rose? Why is this Rose? Why is this bad wolf? What's going on right now? <laughs> and when the 10th doctor heard the phrase bad wolf, he was, he, like, he reacted to it, but it's just never referenced beyond that. Like, <laughs> it would have made more sense for it to look like Clara because she mm. was in his timeline. Mm. <laughs> and I just, the entire time, I, every time she was on screen, I'm like, but why Rose? Is it just because it's Rose, or is that do you have another reason that you're just never going to tell us? And the series producer at the time called this episode a love letter to the fans. Did you feel like this was a love letter, Adelaide? It certainly wasn't a love letter to the original series. <laughs> I like I, I enjoyed it because I love crossover elements, especially when you have things like this. And it was so many small details, like you got a glimpse of the 12th Doctor, and there was a guest appearance by the 4th Doctor. And it was just so many special guests and all of these unnecessary people. But I liked it because, like you said, it was world building. I thought that was actually, that was one of the things I really liked about it. The, the smaller aspects that came through were really good. Having, um... The, having the 12th Doctor show up just for that very brief moment that I really enjoyed having um, having the reference to the 4th Doctor who is one of the most iconic Doctors he's the one I remember from Classic Who he's the first one I think of and um, having all of those little aspects in there it really did make it an entertainment like an entertaining watch it just the way other things were handled I did not like and I think these other things come down to Moffat. <laughs> um, I appreciated the end of the series where the war doctor was like, "You'll never remember that I tried to save the day or whatever," and he like did his best and tried to let people know, and he wasn't really a coward, but no one will remember. I appreciated that element. Like, the true sorrowfulness that he had. What about you? I did, too. Um, I'm not a 
big fan of the way they resolved the whole thing with the, oh, well, I did save everybody. They're just frozen in time. But no one's going to remember. I'm going to go through the rest of my timeline to preserve the previous episodes. Not remembering what happened. And it's just like, great. You just, you retconned everything but didn't change everything. Eh, I don't mind that, if we're being honest. Like, because it changes everything from the viewer's perspective, but not from the character. So, I'm fine with that. Um, anything else that you want to talk about about this episode? Um, it's gonna be, I mean, yes, it's gonna be a little mean towards, you know, my favorite writer, but... I think one of the things I disliked a lot about this episode was you have these other doctors coming in, but you had the 11th doctor really sort of shining as in like, I am the real doctor. He was, he was leading in a way that I didn't really appreciate when you have the other ones coming through. And that felt a little bit like Moffat saying, no, this is mine now. <laughs> so but I'm biased because I have my, I hate Moffat glasses on. So mm -hmm. Um, and Twice Upon a Christmas, which we already discussed. Anything else that you want to talk about about the crossovers? Um, I think that's it. Okay, so let's jump into 10-ish, which is basically the stuff that we know about the 11th episode. So, are you ready, Adelaide? Yes. Um, of course we know there's a female doctor, um, we also have seen a few of her companions. Did you like the trailer? I did. Um, I wasn't entirely sure what was happening with the like the time warping there. Mm-hmm. Is it just like? Is it just part it, of the teaser that we're not going to get an answer to? Yeah, it's just a part right, of the teaser. Fine. You're just not like. It's just a little hint. No one knows yet. It's a little hint that time is odd and something's mm -hmm. happening. Hey, look, it's the doctor who's a time lord. <laughs> did you catch the Easter egg in the trailer? I don't think I did. What was it? You tell me if you caught it. I don't think I caught it. I thought I saw something <laughs> at the beginning that I thought was like a fish fingers and custard reference, but I don't think that's what it was when I saw it. That, that so. is. That is. Oh, what it is. Was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that's what it was at the beginning, and I was like, "Is that fish fingers and custard?" And then I replayed it, and I wasn't sure if that was it. <laughs> so, all right, I caught it, but apparently I just let it go. <laughs> so, um, it was a few things that happened this about this season. And the first thing that happened was a major leak. And if you blinked, you would have missed it because BBC scrubbed it from the internet so fast, it would make your head spin. And you will not be able to find it anywhere at all. So what are your thoughts on that, Adelaide? I gotta ask, did you happen to see it at all? Or did like, can anybody leave a comment saying what happened in it? Because I didn't get to see the leak and I really want to know. I'm like dying to know. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm sure they have details, and I'm sure if you search hard enough, you'll be able to find something. <laughs> but it was some leaked footage. Um, it was a few minutes where you see the doctor emerge, her parents, and everything. You see their companions, and that's about it. It was just them walking out of the thing. 
Oh, well, that's a little anticlimactic, but it's still pretty cool to see it released ahead of time, but I was, the way the internet was blowing up about it, I was kind of expecting more. <laughs> well, you know the internet is excited about everything. Oh, and um, I forgot to mention the 50th anniversary treatment. So apparently Tom Baker felt that he wasn't treated appropriately. Um, How did you feel, Adelaide, about Tom Baker and his treatment? I'm assuming it was an, a behind-the-scenes sort of thing, so mm-hmm. I don't, well, don't want to judge him too hard. Like, um, I don't what know he what said, he's expecting, oh. but go ahead. What he said was that he went um he went there he drove out of his way and people weren't nice to him the only person who went out of their way to talk to him was Matt Smith no one else did no one else was friendly um oh here's exact quote Matt Smith is a darling man he made me very welcome but he was the only one who welcomed me i drove through the night to Cambridge and Matt Smith came seeking me out so full of joy and so happy to see me he made it very, very easy acting with him. And I'm so glad that he has had a tumultuous career success. Nobody else bothered with me at all. And I'm a bit nettled by that. So, this is my thoughts. I just think he's a cranky old man who was upset that nobody cared about him. Like, they, they I feel like they were polite enough. Where they'll say, hey, how are you? But I'm not going to go out of my way because you drove here. I kind of, I hate to say it. I really hate to pass judgment on him because maybe there was more behind the scenes that we're not like privy to. But if that's all it was, I feel like he was expecting a big star treatment because he was the doctor and he didn't get the reception he was expecting and that made him upset in a way. So I don't, I don't want to say that, but I'm also going to say that. <laughs> Because I don't, like, I I even read and looked over the reviews, and it's just, I don't see what he was expecting. And I wish that we had an interview with him. Like, if you want to come on and give you a side of the story and prove that you're not a cranky old man, I'm fine with that. Okay, but we Um, have Tom Baker as a guest. That'd be fantastic. So, yeah, (laughs) we're definitely fine with that. (laughs) But I... (sighs) From what I've been reading and what I've seen, you just seemed like angry no one was bending over backwards for you. Uh, Anything else that you want to talk about about this episode and future episodes, Adelaide? No, I can't think of anything. I'm I'm excited. Oh, the companions. Were you excited about the different companions that we got a glimpse of? I am really excited about the very... we have three of them now. That's mm. really exciting. I'm super and, looking forward to how all of these are going to interact. How many, like, we have in the TARDIS at once. I was going to say we need a bigger TARDIS, but it's bigger on the inside, so I don't know how many <laughs> limits they've got. And it also depends on, like, I want to know who is with whom. Are they a couple? Or are they just three random people the doctor picked up? Like, it's so many questions. And what about River? Like, uh, is she now the wife of River? I hope so. I know River mentioned in Husbands of River Song her second wife. Is this her first wife? Because I'd like to know this answer. <sighs> it's so many questions, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. 
is there anything else that you want to talk about, Adelaide? No, I'm good. You have anything else you wanted to? Okay. Well, I guess this is farewell to the doctor until the new season. Um, we're definitely going to be podcasting. I'm pretty sure we're going to be binging it again, though, if we're being honest. I don't know if we're going to do it as bite-sized bits. Let us know if you want us to do it episode episodically or if you want us to do it as a bulk again. Um, so if there's any questions, comments, concerns, please leave them for us and we will get back to you as soon as possible. You can tweet me at OP Jasmine. You can tweet the show at Real OP Tweets. And you can tweet Adelaide at OP Addy. You can tweet Adelaide at You can tweet me at OP Addy. And anything that you want to plug, Adelaide? Um other than the Twitter at OP Addy, which I got again. <laughs> okay well thank you guys for listening it's been great um visit the website overpowerentertainment.com and we will see you again soon bye bye